welcome everybody. My name is Alexander Greb. I'm working for SAP as the Precess Lead MEE for S4HANA Strategy and Logistics and you are listening to the SAP Experts Podcast. First, where can you find this awesome podcast? Actually quite easy. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify and OpenSAP. So please share, like and above all subscribe us so each new episode gets fed directly on your device and you do not miss anything. And yes, we are releasing episodes at a high frequency at the moment and there's a reason for it. So much is happening. This week, for example, the annual conference of the DSAG, the German SAP User Group, is taking place in Nuremberg. It's going to be from Tuesday, September 17th until Thursday, September 19th. And it's one of the largest conferences of this kind worldwide with a full program consisting of keynotes and expert sessions from customers, partners and SAP alike. I will be there on Thursday too. So if you want to meet me, my speaker slot will be on Thursday, September 19th in the morning at 9.15 a.m. in the SAP area. And I will present my top five best practices of best-in-class S4HANA adopters. So if you want to learn the best practices of those whose approach and projects were not only fast and efficient, but whose implementation after go live absolutely put all S4 horsepower to the street, I'm happy to talk to you. I will also make a podcast episode out of that topic, but if you want to listen to me upfront and maybe discuss your personal S4HANA initiative with me after my slot, the DSAG Conference 2019 is the place to be on Thursday, September 19th in the morning, 9.15 a.m. But we want to cover something different today concerning this year's DSAG Conference. During his keynote on Tuesday, SAP Germany CEO Daniel Holz will present the winners of this year's SAP Quality Award. One of the winners will be an S4HANA customer project that shows how fast and smooth you can make the move to SAP's next generation ERP system. DEE, a fast-growing German manufacturer of clothing, wanted to go to S4HANA Cloud and with the help of SAP partner InnovaB, they did just that in 16 weeks. Yeah, not months, weeks. So let this be your new benchmark for your S4HANA initiative and let's meet now the project manager of this ERP implementation, Ms. Saskia Fontanive, and learn from her what her best practices are that made this implementation so fast and efficient, here on the SAP Experts Podcast. There are basically three things in life that in the general perception you only want to do once. Because the effort may cost you hairs and nerves and those things are building a house, getting twins and introducing an entirely new ERP. I don't know the plans concerning real estate of today's guest and the twins thing is my personal situation, um, but her recent activities cover the third topic and have quite the Mythbuster sticker attached to it. If we had to choose for her a prominent hashtag, it would probably be ERP in 16 weeks. And that's what she does in her job as a project manager at the SAP implementation partner InnovaB. That's what she has got one of this year's SAP Quality Awards for. And with that topic, we will have her not only on stage of this year's DSAG conference, together with the head of SAP Germany, Daniel Holz, but much more. We have her here in the SAP Experts podcast. Welcome, Ms. Saskia Fontanive. Thank you. I hope you're fine today in this situation. Yeah, pretty fine. When you're not uh, introducing like ERP systems within 16 weeks. <laughs> Yeah. I feel fine in this situation as well. Um, 
ERP introduction, this is something which is in common perception, really the thing like, uh, okay, we will need like at least one year for template design and one year for definition and so on. Um, could you give a small outline how you managed to make that in 16 weeks? So first, what kind of S4HANA implementation was that? Was it a cloud or was it an on-premise implementation? Yeah, it was a cloud implementation. It was S4HANA cloud, so the public cloud multi-tenant solution. And actually, we did not have any other chance because the customer um, acquired a new company uh -huh. that ran on an old ERP system before, and that system ran out of support um, on 1st of July last year. So we did not have any other chance. Are there really companies who do that? There are. Running ERPs out of support. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so as I said, we did not have any other chance. Uh -huh. The customer um, came to us in, let's say, February 2018. Mm -hmm. And they told us about their situation, the newly ac acquired company. They did not even know the processes of the company really well. They just yeah, acquired it. And um, they told us that they were looking for a new ERP system. So, um, yeah, we went on and talked to them and we were like, s 4 Cloud is the perfect solution for you. May I jump on that? First, sure. um, in what kind of industry are we? And why was that the perfect solution for them? Yes. So uh, the company we're talking about is DE. They uh -huh. are doing uh, mass customized sportswear, workwear, and fashion. And why was s 4 Cloud the perfect solution for them? First of all, they needed the, f the really, really fast start because there was the fixed go live date, mm -hmm. 1st of July. And with such a short project timeline, you cannot say, okay, now we need eight weeks to build up a system on an infrastructure and all of mm -hmm. that you really need a solution, you can just jump on and say, okay, let's get started right now and test the processes and uh, make all the users get used to the system and everything. You just do not have the time to build up a huge IT infrastructure. And also the customer wanted an, a solution that is really flexible and scalable. Mm -hmm. So what does this mean? They wanted a solution that is flexible in terms of functionality. Mm -hmm. They now acquired one company that has certain processes. They need the system to run, mm -hmm. but they might also acquire other companies in the future because they pursue an extensive growth strategy. So they need a system that is able to handle such things, mm -hmm. such as, for example, new processes, new functionality, but also new users. Mm -hmm. If you acquire new companies, you also get new users that must get used to the system. And when doing that, you do not want to have extensive trainings mm -hmm. all the time, but you want a system that is intuitive mm -hmm. and that has, for example, such as s 4 Cloud really has uh, embedded learnings in the system, embedded help functions within mm -hmm. the system, so that the user can just log onto the system, no VPN client, no terminal server, nothing needed, just log on on your web browser or your iPad, iPhone, whatever you like, mm -hmm. 
and just try go ahead and try mm -hmm. you don't need much introduction or instructions or anything just go ahead and try of, of which lobbies are we talking uh, probably you have the finance part yeah sure you have logistics in there Yes, logistics. Which which logistics parts like um, manufacturing or? We have actually what we have is as you said core finance. Uh -huh. Then we have procure to pay. So basically, yeah, procurement functionality plus mm -hmm. subcontracting is also a process they mm -hmm. extensively use. Also order to cash mm -hmm. with the basic sales functions and processes. Then um, we did not have manufacturing in the first place, mm -hmm. but. July this year, we added another company that has discrete manufacturing in mm -hmm. it. And then we also had um, WM, so the warehouse management. So basically everything what you need in a certain yes. way. Did you come to a point where you had any discussions concerning the scope? Where you said, um, like, what can happen, of course, in something like a cloud MTE cloud functionality where you have let's say a fixed set of functionalities in the cloud and the customer comes and say ah I don't want to go right way around at that point but left way around um, was this some kind of topic for you I would lie if I would say no uh -huh. so of course it was a topic it was a topic before the final decision for the project mm -hmm. and it was a topic at some points during the project mm -hmm. But I think when you're going for a public cloud solution, it is especially important mm -hmm. that you do not just go over those points and say, yeah, we will just find a solution for yeah. that. You really have to stress those points and stress the fit to standard mindset. That was me. Sorry. That's <laughs> right. And yet you just have to stress the fit to standard mindset that a customer that wants to have a public cloud solution needs to have. Mm -hmm. You really have to tell them it's a public cloud solution. There is certain functionality and there are certain processes in there. Mm -hmm. But what is not in there, it's just not there. Mm -hmm. It might be on the roadmap. We might be able to build it on SAP Cloud Platform, extend mm -hmm. it or something like that. But it will not be in the system and there will not be any way to build it in the system. Yeah. And yeah, we really stress this at the beginning. So You set the mindset right. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we also made sure that the management of the customer really made this decision mm -hmm. and was sh clear about what this meant. Because otherwise you will always, during the project, have the point when the customer says, yeah, but the save button is on the bottom right, but we want it in yeah. the upper left corner. And you mm -hmm. say, yeah, that's, it's just not there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And the customer exactly. says, yeah, but we want to have it. So mm -hmm. we really made sure that the management supports the cloud decision mm -hmm. and really knows what this means. Mm -hmm. Because you meet a lot of people that yeah. say, yeah, we want to go cloud, but they have no clue what this means. Exactly, yes. And then also during the project, we had those issues coming up. Mm -hmm. But then we always went back to why we made the decision. Mm -hmm. We made a cloud decision. The whole project team made a cloud decision. Mm -hmm. So we were really thinking about each and every change request that ca came up. So does it s fit to our fit to standard mm -hmm. strategy that we have for the whole project? Mm -hmm. Do we want to do that? And if we decided, yeah, that's a change we would really need, does it affect the go-live date? And mm -hmm. if it did, we postpone it to after go-live. If there was a change or something where I said, okay, we have to do something 
things are a little bit different. You had something like a cloud platform next to it where you... Actually, there are different possibilities to do changes. Uh-huh. Even in a public cloud system, uh-huh. you don't want to say that too loud at the beginning of a project, but there are possibilities to do changes. There is in-app extensibility mm-hmm. within the system. Mm-hmm. So you can do certain changes changes within the system mm-hmm. through self-service configuration UIs or mm-hmm. adapting the UI or something like that. And then there is also a thing called expert configuration. Mm-hmm. If there are changes that need to be done to the system that are not covered through mm-hmm. self-service configuration UIs, mm-hmm. you can go to SAP support and ask them if they can do it for you in the mm-hmm. backend. So this is expert configuration. But you really need to have a business need for that. So yeah. you cannot just come and say, I need this change. Please do it. Please do it. No, yeah. They would just refuse it. Yes. That's exactly. Right. And mm. besides those two two options, there's this uh, thing called side-by-side extensions. Mm-hmm. And this is done via the SAP Cloud Platform. Yeah. And as you said, we had that by the side of the S4 HANA cloud system. Uh, did you ad- take advantage of every possibility or of, of each of these three possibilities or did you concentrate on the subcloud platform concerning extensions? Uh, we Actually, we did not have too many extensions. We had, okay. of course, things that were covered by self-service configuration. Mm-hmm. UIs, you need to have sure. this. Yeah. Um, we had one very little change for expert configuration mm-hmm. and then we had integration scenarios that were covered via SAP Cloud Platform. Okay, and, uh, and how was your um, experience with that? Because you basically are working in that case like on, on two boats and that's what in the beginning when you talk about that possibility, yeah, you have the standard there and you have a little bit individuality on the other side in, in a different cloud um, configuration. Um, people get, uh, of course, um, sometimes, of course, in that mood, like, um, hmm, do I see something like a difference when I'm working with that? Um, was that kind of some kind of concern in the beginning? or? Um Actually, the customer really got the benefits of the public cloud mm-hmm. solution and the extensions done not within the system, but on the subcloud platform, mm-hmm. because we really told them it is needed to keep the core clean in order to have the updates every quarter. Mm-hmm. So they really were aware of that. And with DE, we really have a customer that wants to benefit from the innovations. Mm-hmm. So they just got the principle. Mm-hmm. They got it. Yeah, we cannot customize or extend or do everything within the system because we want SAP to update the system every quarter. We want to benefit from new functionality, new mm-hmm. innovations, new processes. And so we're they were yeah, they got the concept really fast and they were just fine with that. And mm-hmm. I guess this is really a crucial success factor for a cloud project. You really need the customer to understand this principle. And if you have a customer that says, yeah, we just want a project and innovations do not matter to us, mm-hmm. they will not really get the principle yeah. and they will get frustrated because they cannot customize everything and you tell them, yeah, it's because of the upgrade mm-hmm. and they say, yeah, upgrades don't matter to me. Um, I s- agree so much with you because on, on the first point, you have to, of course, think about it and, and a public cloud project is almost is is always a greenfield project yeah it's yes. you cannot really take something with you it may be 
easier in your case yeah, because the customer you had in that case was something like a non-SAP customer in, in the beginning um, when he came from a different project. But I think the central success factor you, that you've mentioned um, that the most important thing in part is the correct mindset, seeing that, okay, things are different now in a cloud system and so on. And you may... You, you will win in a lot of things, um, but the prize for it is that you like get rid of old habits. And um, was there something like a certain change management methodology that you used or was this more of an, um, let's say, argumentation point where you said we were all the time at the customer and so on. And by this we made clear or we got clear that the customer has to, to change his mindset. Yeah, actually, I guess... Um the management decision for a cloud solution and for sticking to standard mm -hmm. was initiating this change management mm -hmm. because it was a clear decision. And um, what was also a great thing was that every project team member, so every key user that was working on the system from mm -hmm. go live on, um, was involved in the project from the first day. Mm -hmm. And we had work had all the end users uh, or key users work on the system from the first day of the project. Mm -hmm. At the kickoff, we had to start a system and everyone worked on the system during the kickoff or mm -hmm. got used to the system at least. And I think this was really a very, very good thing and helpful thing. Mm -hmm. And all the project team members had their individual responsibilities and working packages. Mm -hmm. And everyone was so dedicated towards the project goal, towards the go live date and mm -hmm. everything. So I think this made it easier for us to achieve what we wanted to achieve because everyone felt responsible mm -hmm. for their working tasks mm -hmm. or packages and yeah, made sure they were on track, were in time and everything. This was really, really great. Yeah, and I also think that making sure that everyone knows what a cloud system and implementing a cloud system means and mm -hmm. having a future standard mindset also helped us because mm -hmm. the management decision was not only we want to implement a cloud solution, but mm -hmm. also we want to benefit from standard processes and best practices. Mm -hmm. So this helped a lot because when we told the customer, okay, you have, uh, for example, a sales process, mm -hmm. This is how a sales process looks in S4HANA Cloud. Mm -hmm. We were not having the standard fit gap thing, but really this fit to standard mindset. We, mm -hmm. we showed them the process within the system. Mm -hmm. They gone through it themselves. Mm -hmm. And then we were like, okay, how do you need to adapt or change your current process in order to fit to the best practice process? And this is basically how you have to do it because this is the only way you can really benefit mm -hmm. from best practices, benefit from the standard mindset and all of that. It's, it's great that you say that because it again shows how much you have to evolve from your, let's say, legacy approaches to Definitely. making an ERP project. How important now executive commitment is. Yeah, this is basically all because um, especially an MTE project, is a strategic decision. It's nothing like where you say, this is my IT upgraded to the cloud or something like yes. this. But additionally, um, I cannot keep it like I may have 
have doing that into the past where I say I see this strictly as an IT thing. I keep the business out of that. Yeah. Um, it does not work like that anymore. Um, you have to have like business on the boat from the beginning. And when you have that and, and business is coming along with you, this in the end helps you, of course, to, to bring all the horsepower to the ground of the processes. Even better than, of course, if you would have did that from an IT perspective out and then said to the to the business, okay, uh, that's what we've uh, thought for you and um, this is our conversion. MTE is quite uh, different in that way. That's true. To me, the two main things or points in an MTE project mm -hmm. are you should not think of it as an IT project mm -hmm. and you should not think of it as a project with an end date at all. Yeah. Because if you want to benefit from the mm -hmm. cloud solution, you do not want to think, okay, now we're live and we're done. Mm -hmm. Also for us as partners, if you think like that, your, your benefit to the customer is, is limited, limited yeah. definitely. You really need to guide them mm -hmm. throughout their growth strategy, digitization strategy and all of that. Because otherwise, you they can just replace you with another partner or they can just do it themselves because they have standard processes. Yeah. Everything's described in Best Practice Explorer, in documents from SAP. Mm -hmm. So why would they need a partner if the partner would not guide them through their strategy? You say a good point um, because when we say that, of, of course, with all those subscription models and so on, it's easier to of course, embark onto a solution, but it's easier also to get rid of it. Like when you have sure. something like a huge on-prem solution, uh, you make things twice uh, before you throw it away and, and go to, let's say, a different competitor. Um, but in cloud, it's like that. You the, the change is quite, quite easily. But the same, like you said, this is absolutely true, the same effect, of course, happens to the partner. Sure. Yeah, if, if, you, um, if you do not have, like, say, these... these um, hidden modifications and so on from the past or so on, but a clean streamlined cloud process, the pressure on the partner to be like a more value-giving strategic yes. um, ally is even more important than has been in the past. Yeah, this is why we at Innovabi, we see ourselves not only as an implementation partner, mm -hmm. but really as a partner to guide our customers um, during the next years, make a strategy for five to ten years and mm -hmm. say, okay, what's your strategy like? You have a growth strategy. Mm -hmm. So, okay, let's start with S4 HANA Cloud because this solution might also fit you in ten years when you're like a hundred times bigger than you are now. Yeah. So, and yeah, we're really doing the strategic things with the customer together and thinking of how can we help them pursue their growth strategy. The it's great what you say because there is this uh, notorious sentence you I, I always call this the um, the absolute sentence of uh, unsuccessfulness when you hear and it does not matter if you hear it from from license side at us or from partner side or from competitor side yeah. like ah the customer does not see as a strategic partner but just as an let's see either software vendor or um, services vendor and so on and this is really the essence that because it demasks that obviously when when you get to hear that you are just there for for the IT there's no strategic connect there's no nothing like a strategic advice that you are able to give your your customer yes. and and with that missing connect yeah you are absolutely displaceable of course yes yeah and uh, this is something what we and our partners really have to 
strongly get along with that our role has changed and we cannot rely on our comfort zone of the past where we have uh, just talked to the IT guys who used to be our friends and did not uh, ask those nasty questions like business did. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, who was involved in that project um, from like the several departments? Um, of course, it was the IT. Yeah, but actually that was the smallest part. Exactly. What, what, what was their part? What, what did they do in that case? So the IT at the DE project actually consisted of one person. One. Um, it's one person and she's a working student. I mean, she's awesome. She's working. Could you repeat that? You did approach an ERP implementation with one person from IT on customer side and it was a working student. Exactly. Okay. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, as I said, she's she's great. She worked a lot. She was so no, no. It's, it's nothing about there. It's just about the the dimension. Yeah, yeah that you do I not know, need like three uh, hundred people offshore and stuff like this. But basically, just one person. Um, yes, that's all. Yeah, the, it's really it's so great because um, yeah, I think this shows that it's about processes and it's yeah. about aligning your processes to the standard processes to the best practices. And not so much about IT in terms of infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to create users. Maybe you have to think about how do you print, how do you email, but basically that's it. Mm -hmm. And what you really need is um, persons from the line of businesses, so procurement, sales, um, and yeah, just all of the line of businesses that know their processes and that know their requirements towards mm -hmm. the system so that c they can really evaluate does the system have everything I need or mm -hmm. how do I have to change my organization or my current processes in order to fit to the solution. So also their part changed because in the past either they were like uh, yeah mm, sitting there doing the testing and in most of the cases did not really like that um, yeah. because <laughs> this is a dull, dull um, sometimes a little bit of a dull experience. Um, but on the other side, there was this, of course, this uh, task of uh, doing the, the, the template stuff and um, all of that. Um, but now even their part is completely changed because it's uh, they have to bring the strategy of yes. their company with them. Yeah, They cannot really keep back just on the process, on the features and functions side. But they have to give that feedback into their strategic um, yes. dimension of their company. Yeah, I think their responsibility really got so different because before when you had this fit gap mm -hmm. um, approach, yeah, you went to the line of business or the departments and mm -hmm. you said, okay, just tell me about your processes and we'll do a blueprint and yeah. we will, yeah. We can do everything. We can just do everything. Just, just tell yeah. us what you need. Exactly. And now they are pretty much in a very different role because we tell we just ask them okay what kind of processes mm -hmm. do you have in sales and then we tell them okay so customer returns it looks like this in s4hana cloud mm -hmm. and they are responsible for evaluating if this fits their needs or if there is anything they need to change in mm -hmm. their organization current processes or yeah it can also be that they say okay we need to change something with that process so we will make an extension or anything but it's their responsibility and um, it's not everything written down in a blueprint but really this fit standard approach so um, what was the let's say how, how did a typical day in the project of a member of your team look like what what were your main tasks and what 
do they differ like from normal projects? Because um, it looks like you have, of course, it is a cloud project, a quite early a system you were working on. It was much less um, meetings, sitting together and uh, discussing and arguing about uh, does the process really look like that? But obviously a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah, so actually it depends a little bit on the project phase. But for example, um, we kicked off the project in March 2018, mm -hmm. and then we started with the explore phase and fit to standard workshops. Mm -hmm. So what we did is we went through all the processes. We had a look at the process flows in SAP Best Practice Explorer mm -hmm. and told them, okay, this is the roles you need and this is what the process looks like. And then all of the project team members went through the processes mm -hmm. within the system themselves. Okay. And they had a look at it and thought, okay, That's quite good. Um, we might want to change this. Can we do it in another way or mm -hmm. something like that? And we really had a very, very close and tight communication throughout the whole project, no matter the phase. So, for example, if in the fit to standard workshops, the mm -hmm. result was, okay, we need to change something or we need to configure something, then we as a partner did not... Um, go back to our offices mm -hmm. and like lock ourselves in our offices and say, okay, we will come back after two months and then we will yep. show you how it's done. But we were like, okay, we will just configure this real quick and then please test again. Mm -hmm. And we then we talked about it again. Okay, does it fit your requirements right now? Or maybe you need to change your process as it is today mm -hmm. or something just like that. So we really had a very, very close communication um, throughout the whole project and with all of the team members. It was not only on project manager level or something like that, mm -hmm. but really all the project team members. And so, so when we talk about Agile, this is it? Yes. Absolutely. Um, from customer side, did you... Concerning the, the the project team, we, we had those like say those rep representatives or power users, whatever you may call it, from the certain departments. Mm -hmm. um, how was like the exchange between you, the customer, and SAP organized? Was there even an exchange necessary or? Yeah, actually it was because okay. uh, at least for us as a partner, mm -hmm. when you configure something and you get an error from the system, mm -hmm. pretty often it says it's a backend error, just contact SAP support. Mm -hmm. And we as a partner really needed to learn mm -hmm. or get used to this because mm -hmm. before you were like, okay, I just need to check in the backend yep. and debug and mm -hmm. everything. And now the error just says contact SAP support mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, I'm not used to this. Okay. And How does this work out for you? Did that work? or? Yeah, as I said, we really needed to get used to it. Okay. But um, yeah, we did, I guess. Mm -hmm. So um, And uh, co our contact with SAP was really good, I would say. We had SAP preferred success mm -hmm. during this project, and we had very regular meetings with them. Mm -hmm. So I think it was weekly or sometimes even twice a week, shortly mm -hmm. before go-live. Mm -hmm. And we talked to them about our project timeline, about our project plan, about our quality gates. Okay, now we finished explore phase. Let's see, what, where are we? Do we have everything? Can we check everything? Mm -hmm. um, are we fine? Did we complete all the tasks that need to be completed in the explore phase? Mm -hmm. So they really monitored 
that very closely together with us. And even when challenges or changes came up, we discussed it together with Preferred Success. Mm -hmm. And this was really good because they told us from other projects and shared their experiences with us and told us, okay, now you're two weeks before go live, please take care mm -hmm. of this and that. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, just think of the uh, upgrade we have coming up the next weekend. Mm -hmm. You need to do this and that, just be aware of it. Mm -hmm. So I guess this was really, really helpful. So there's something that you would um, propose for basically any kind of these projects. Yes, okay. definitely. Are there something where you said like, um, okay, this did not turn out as we expected it. So um, that's where we may have had something like an iteration and um, do things again, where we said we, we learned what does not work concerning like proceedings and process and strategy and so on. Yeah, I think the thing that I said, um, we as a partner and also the customer uh -huh. needed to get used to really a public cloud solution. Mm -hmm. Just be aware that you have no backend access mm -hmm. and do not think of anything that you have on premise that it's just also there in the cloud. You yeah. really need to be careful with mm -hmm. such th things. And mm -hmm. yeah, in the first, as far on a cloud project, there are always things you come over and think, okay, I did not expect that. And mm -hmm. I was just uh, thinking it was the same as on-premise, but it is not. Okay. So, yeah, there are some things that mm -hmm. were different and also the thing with the backend access that you just do not have any. And if things come up shortly before you go live or during an upgrade, mm -hmm. you're used to being able to access the backend and just mm -hmm. search for the error and the solution yourself and mm -hmm. now you're not and you're you somehow depend on sap support mm -hmm. you just have to change your mindset regarding this do you think concerning your experiences with which i about the project which i do not have the impression that they are or have been really negative, um, yeah. but they are more on the positive side. Do you think, like, if you would do this again at a completely different customer, yeah. um, if you would implement your personal best practices that you've told us about um, again, would you be able to achieve again something like a 16 weeks ERP project? Or uh, would you say um, this was possible with that customer, but in maybe a different um, organization with a different mindset, um, I may need a little bit like one or two or three, two or three weeks more in that case. Sure, it depends on mm -hmm. the customer and the mindset of the customer, because you might have a customer that says, yes, I want to do cloud and mm -hmm. I want to do standard processes, mm -hmm. but we might need more time to evaluate the mm -hmm. processes and all of that. But actually, I think there are a lot of prospects for S4HANA Cloud mm -hmm. that would not even accept 16 weeks. Mm -hmm. We will really talk to prospects during the last weeks or a month mm -hmm. and they're like, yeah, I want a cloud solution and yeah, it's just there, right? Mm -hmm. So why can I not use it after mm -hmm. eight weeks? I yep. see I need to configure certain, certain things. We need mm -hmm. to talk about certain things. We need to do integration, extension and all of that. But they would never accept half a year or something like that so mm -hmm. i think those are the customers with the right mindset and if you want to take 
advantage of those and guide them through their growth strategy, mm-hmm. you really need to be that fast. Yeah, definitely. You've won the quality award. Yes. Uh, tell us about that. Well, what do does somebody have to do who wants to win the quality award? <laughs> Yeah, I think you need to have a project that is outstanding in at least some way. So mm-hmm. I think, of course, the short time frame really helped us because, as you said in the beginning, it's not usual that you do an ERP um, implementation project in 16 mm-hmm. weeks. But you also have to have a happy customer because the one that is applying for the quality mm-hmm. award is not the partner, but the customer. Mm-hmm. So You cannot force your customer to do it, but mm-hmm. the customer has to apply themselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you really need to have that. And I think um, besides all the soft facts, like you need to have a good project management, good communication strategy, mm-hmm. maybe some kind of risk management during the project. You also need to have some KPIs that show that the project was was really beneficial for the customer so also the let's say um business perspective of um it's not just some, something that i have a, have had a good project but yes. i have really improvements yes this is very important mm-hmm. so i guess you need to be able to show that you achieve business benefits with mm-hmm. the project and this is what we could really do with the de project mm-hmm. Because I think the most important thing is transparency that we improve. Because the customer did not have really transparent processes and was not able to make fact-based decisions mm-hmm. before. And we really improved this with S4HANA Cloud. I mean, you really you know those customers where the management says, "No, I've never logged onto SAP before." Yeah. I I don't need a user. I will never do that because mm-hmm. what should I do? Should I type in, should I, I don't know, MM02 yeah. in order to <laughs> see a product? No one would ever want to do that. Mm-hmm. But with S4HANA Cloud, all of the members of management board do only need to have an app on their iPhone or the link in the browser. So it's just easy to log in, which is very important. Mm -hmm. And then it's intuitive. They have their KPIs on their launch pad and they just see what they want to see. And they use the app and see, okay, my revenue is like this and yeah, how does it split up and everything? And this is why they use it. Mm -hmm. And otherwise they would just not uh, log on. This is a good point because uh, whenever I'm asked, like, tell me about the that one, not not like 50, but that one dominant best practice or benefit from S4HANA, I always say it's insight to action, real yes. insight to action. Yeah, because it's not something like you have maybe like like an Excel slide with old numbers and so on, but you have really an absolute on-time look into your situation, and from that point on, you are also are able to put real a consequence out of yes. that and you support it within this consequence and from that like you said from that case um, it also gets interesting for executive management yeah because yes. that's when we for example last week I had the customer here the CFO he was looking um, at the digital boardroom and he was like uh, heard him whisper to his IT uh, to his CIO I need this and uh, that's where you th- that's what I really like in that case when when you see 
it works. Yes. Yeah, and it really works. And um, every time when you are on something like an S4 initiative, you always should like keep your mindset on how what whatever I do, how do I get the maximum out of these inside to action possibilities? Yes. And um, this is great if, if you you did everything absolutely right with your customer. And whenever anybody, I guess you will be at the DSAG yes. meeting and we will release this podcast episode in the week. I hope we will do this in the Monday already in the week where the DSAG um, Congress in Nuremberg, Nuremberg is happening. Um, and I guess after this podcast, people want to approach you. Um, I hope they are allowed to do that. Sure, they are. Will you be there all the three days? I think so, yes. Okay. That's the plan. Okay, and when people want to follow you, um, do they have the possibility like to catch you up on LinkedIn or something yeah, like sure. that? Yeah, sure. LinkedIn is so the place LinkedIn to be. would be the place to be. <laughs> All right. So thanks a lot. That was an absolute interesting session. Nice. Thank I you. I hope you had fun a little bit. Yeah, sure I had. Perfect. So thanks a lot and um, yeah, we will see us at the DSHG. Cool. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.